And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And boy, have we got a show for you today. This is one that is just going to really skyrocket as far as goes to people listening to it because we're going to be talking about eight-man football in the state of Indiana. And we're going to start our uh, show out by talking to Coach Kurt Tipman, the head coach of Fort Wayne Snyder High School. And he has kind of been one of the spearhead leaders in introducing eight-man football into the state of Indiana. So he'll be talking to Coach Huber and myself. And then we got a real special treat as we had a chance this last spring to talk to Robbie Hatton, who is the head coach of Collin High School in Michigan. And he is the head coach of an eight-man football team who has won a state championship. So it's going to be a fascinating show, interesting to hear all about eight-man football. So strap yourself in and get ready for a great show as we talk about eight-man football in the state of Indiana. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call and we'll give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. Hey, we're ready to go here. We've got Kurt Tipman, head coach, Fort Wayne Snyder Panthers, former uh, president of our organization, like a lot of other past presidents, continues to serve. Uh, one of the things that he has done a great job with is the eight-man football program. So, Kurt, thanks for coming on. And also, uh, could you tell us how this all started with the eight-man football? Sure. Great to be with you guys, and thanks for uh, including me, Coach Huber, Coach Baumgartner. Um, really, this initiated probably five or so years ago where members of our coaches association came to the IFCA and, and expressed an interest in exploring eight-man football because it is something that's played in all four of our neighboring states. And we have schools with you know lower enrollments or declining uh, participation in football that wanted uh, another option, you know, because they were in fear of having to drop football altogether because of lack of participation. So we as an association kind of investigated. Um, we met with coaches from Iowa, um, coaches from Michigan, in uh, Illinois, Ohio, and um, Kentucky, and, and just asked how they did things. And, and through all that work and also collaboration with the IHSAA, you know, we proposed to begin eight-man football in Indiana, and it, it kind of happened right before COVID. So then COVID kind of put a break on breaks on things. And then to continue the conversation, you know, with the IHSA, uh, we have um, initiated a pilot season that will begin the fall of 2022. Um, and initially, this is going to be schools in Indiana that currently do not play any kind of football. So they will be beginning football in their programs for the first time 
or maybe it's something that they, they had to discontinue several years ago and are restarting. Uh, so we offered that to all those types of schools in the state. And we had interest from 16 to, to 18 schools throughout the state. Um, and because of their different situations and getting it started, whether it be um, finding a coach, whether it be the administration, administration in the school, um, you know, approving it, you know, all different kinds of reasons they were, we have four that have fully committed to doing it in the fall of 2022. And those four would be Waldron high school, Blackhawk Christian high school, Irvington prep Academy, and then Greenwood Christian high school just South of Indianapolis. So those schools have already hired coaches. They have coaching staff. Um, they've already begun summer activities, um, and they will be playing a pilot season this fall. Um, the, the pilot season will consist of three, and, and they're going to play on some common dates, or so I should say some common sites, where they get together and um, they all go to one place so that we can do a good job of facilitating whatever they need. And... Uh, the first three times they get together will be kind of scrimmage format and we'll increase, you know, how much of a game type scenario they get in each of the scrimmages. And then after those three scrimmages, there'll be four dates where they'll actually play a game. Um, the first three will just kind of be a round robin, play each of the other teams once. Um, and then in that, in those three weeks, they'll each play a game at home at their home site or a site near their school that they can host a game. You know, we wanted to do that and they wanted to do that so that they could show their community what football looks like and what football is going to look like in their school. Um, and, uh, you know, something that they can rally around as they continue to build a program. And then the fourth week of their season will we'll create the best matchups based on their uh, previous performances and, and maybe play a, a championship type game scenario at a common site, Grand Park or Westfield in central Indiana. And then um, at the conclusion of that, then they'll be free to schedule some other eight man teams from other states if they so desire. We've had interest from teams from Michigan and Ohio and Illinois that have said, you know, if, if your teams are willing to play, we'd like to schedule them. And so they'll have a few weeks where they'll be able to do that. And that's kind of dependent on how they feel they've developed over the season, whether or not their team is ready for some competition against the team that's been playing eight-man for a while, and um, they'll go from there. And then our hope is, and we've had some commitments from other schools for the fall of 2023 where it'll grow, and it will also be able to show some film and, and you know be able to look at what has worked with these four schools or what has not and, and help the schools that want to join in the following season. Well, um, I just want to, uh, when we were down at the state clinic this last spring, I had a chance to uh, sit in and watch uh, the coaches uh, that do coach eight-man football, um, in particular out of Michigan. And uh, just so people know, like Michigan has over 100 schools that are involved in eight-man football. I mean, they they play schedules. They have a championship. I mean, it's the real deal up there. So. Uh, obviously we're hoping that uh, the state of Indiana embraces that, as does Ohio, Kentucky, and Illinois, the way I understand it, Coach. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. It's not 
quite as popular in Ohio as it is in Michigan. Like you said, there's over a hundred schools playing it in Michigan. Ohio is less, but um, you know, the purpose really, the whole goal and vision is to just give more kids and more schools the opportunity to play football in the state of Indiana. And I think that will do this, you know, a further down the road, part of our proposal will be to address schools that are already playing 11 man football that, are struggling to, to continue to field a team right? and that will move down to eight man football because of their declining participation or declining mm-hmm. enrollment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a, a, a choice for those guys, you know, down the road and there'll be some stipulations for that kind of movement, but we just want to be able to continue to offer opportunities for kids to play football in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Well, I think also there, there's just so many things to consider uh, when you talk about this and, uh, you know, for instance, just, uh, uh, the cost, uh, initial cost of, uh, for a program, even though it's a, I mean, when you suit out a player, I don't know of last time I saw the figures somewhere between three and $400 a player. So maybe it's even more than that now when you consider helmets and what they are. So, um, yeah. you know, there's that that's involved. There's coaches that are involved. There's scheduling that you just talked about a little bit there. Uh, uh, and of course, the big thing is administrative and school board approval of even getting something like this off the ground. So it's a it's a massive undertaking, really, for a small school, any school for that matter, but uh, for a school that's initiating a new program like that. Definitely, and you know, those are the obstacles that we have a, as an association have tried to assist with. Cost is the biggest one. It's a significant startup cost, and the Indianapolis Colts have stepped up. And um, been able to help with some of that, as well as some other national groups, USA Football, and places where, you know, grants are available for startup costs for teams that want to begin football. And and that has assisted with some of our schools. And then just kind of a sharing uh, resource of, of schools that are already playing football in the state, you know, whether it be some used field equipment, blocking sleds, or pads or even some things like helmets, um, shoulder pads, you know, other schools have been able to share uh, with some of these new schools to kind of assist in some of that startup money. Right. Well, other than that, and, and, and again, when I was down at the state clinic, I had a chance to talk to two or three of the coaches down there and we have an interview, which I will uh, share with everyone during this podcast uh, with a coach who's coached uh, it for a number of years. And the fundamentals of the football stays the same, regardless of how many people are out there. It's just their alignment and who's where and uh, the positions that are available and that kind of thing changes up a little bit because obviously you're uh, not, you don't have love and you have eight. But uh, uh, fundamentally, it all stays the same as far as goes to drill packages and teaching the fundamentals of the sport. At least that's what I gathered uh, from the coaches I talked to down there. Yeah. As we've investigated the game and watched film on it, it is, it's football. Right. Um, well, there's linemen, the receivers. And I think one of the things you notice is it's a little bit more, uh, high scoring of a game. Right. Absolutely. Um, and it's a little bit more, uh, up and down the field and, uh, still very competitive. It's a little harder to play defense because you have more space. Right. Um, with fewer people. And, um, but it, I think that is also, creates a little more of an exciting of a game, you know, for those school communities. And, you know, it's really easy for them to rally around those kinds of teams. Yeah. Well, one of the tapes or some of the tape I watched there, you're right. It was almost like, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it was almost like arena league football. I mean, they threw the ball all over the field 
And I'm telling you what, it was a big-time quarterback there, and he went on, and I'll talk more about that with the coach, coaches, his coaches there, uh, went on and to play college ball. And that's another thing that this opens up a door for is these kids that come from these smaller schools who have just as much talent as anybody else, uh, but they don't have the, the program. Uh, they're just going to open up doors for them to go on to school and play football and uh, get an education. Well, we actually talk to college coaches, and they say it's actually easier to evaluate a kid in an eight-man setting than it is in an 11-man setting because they're in space and you get to see their movement and the things that college coaches are probably most interested in, their ability to move, and that's more on display in an eight-man setting than it is on an 11-man setting. So it's conducive to kids being able to to go on to that next level and play. Um, And I think it's just an overall good scenario for those kinds of schools. Right. So ideally, Coach, do you see this uh, moving into – I mean, obviously, we get enough schools that are involved, and there are there's schools like one that comes to mind, and I don't know whether this, and again, I'm speaking, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but for instance, Argus is close to us. They're known for their soccer teams. They have state championship-level soccer teams and won state championships, but that would be a school that would be a candidate. I don't know whether they're interested or not, but in playing uh, eight-man football and opening up that door, uh, for um, the possibility of their athletes participating in football. So I just think that uh, uh, once you get that established and where you get a number of schools there, then the goal ultimately would be to have like an eight-man um, state championship. Absolutely. Right. You know, we think that um, once other schools see a season where schools have done it and they see what it looks like, um, then I think others will be more apt to join. But yes, our, our goal and the IHSA's goal is to have a full nine-game regular season, just like 11-man does, concluding with a, a tournament that ends in a state championship um, You know, for a, an eight-man school. It'd be just like another division of our, right. our uh, schools, you know, 1A to 6A, and then there'd be eventually, long down the road, two divisions of eight-man football where we crown state champions. Right. Now, and just to be clear, uh, the the eight-man season would run in the same time frame as our regular 11-man season. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, The uh, one um, change might be that it would be played on Saturdays just because of the the need for officials and to be able to spread the use of officials around. Sure. So it looks like they would have to play on Saturdays. Uh, but yes, it would it would be coincide with the eleven man uh, season. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think it's a fascinating thing. Uh, you know, I, I what's funny is my father who uh, played football in Oklahoma. They had uh, six man football, I believe, six or eight, and maybe it was eight. But uh, I remember him talking about it. I had some uncles that actually played eight man football in uh, Oklahoma, and this was back in the you know, twenties and thirties. So to see it kind of revive and get back into the, uh, um, uh, get back into, uh, actually doing it again, I think that is really neat. And like I said, I just think the opportunities for kids and coaches and, and for communities to get behind, uh, the couple of the coaches that I talked to again from Michigan up there, they are just, their communities are just wild about their football teams. So, I mean, they're, Absolutely. Just, they're just crazy supporters of it. And, uh, it creates a great community spirit on Friday night, like we all have experienced. And uh, I just think it's a great thing that you guys are doing. Uh, 
uh, to build this thing back up, and I certainly hope it catches fire in the state of Indiana. Well, we're excited about it. And interestingly, talking to one of the Indiana high school coaching legends, Bud Wright, sure, who's been around for quite a while, <laughs> he uh, he remembers a time where there was eight man football in Indiana. Oh, really? Way back in the in the fifties, um, there was a little pocket of league in Northwest Indiana. And then at a different time, he said there was a pocket league down in in Southwest Indiana. So it's not new to Indiana, but it's just been a long time since we did it. Right. But uh, yeah, Bud was saying uh, that there was eight man football back in those days. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to to be able to offer that. And again, the more kids playing football, um, the communities thrive around that. I think it creates a better high school experience and is good for kids. And that's what our goal has been. Absolutely. I wonder if Bud coached a state championship eight-man team, too, probably somewhere back there. <laughs> I don't think he coached it, but I think he was just aware of probably it. So. Play, yeah, okay. well, probably, yeah, okay. Probably. Yeah. Well, hey, Coach, uh, Ted, I haven't got any more questions here. I, I think uh, we've got an interview coming up here with a coach from Michigan who will be telling us uh, about his program and about how it all works. Uh, that'll be part of this podcast. So, uh, Ted, if you got any other questions, feel free. No, I don't have any questions. I just when I was in Evansville and, and went to the quarterback club down there and, and we had that quarterback club, uh, we had, uh, and I, it, you know, I got a senior moment here, but, uh, the head coach at Tecumseh for years, um, he'd come and spoke one day and he had coached eight man football in mm. Illinois. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, I think what happened was down there though, those, the old guys, first of all, Whenever you speak to the old quarterback club down there, it didn't make any difference what you said. You just said it loud, and they thought it was good because they could hear it. Right, yeah. and, right, uh, right. You know, he talked uh, He talked about it, and, uh, you know, they were kind of interested in getting to the dessert and that kind of thing. But uh, he did a great job with it. And, and like I say, I got a senior moment here. I can't remember his name, but he was there. Had a heck of a lot of success at Tecumseh down there, and uh, uh, but the job that Kurt's done uh, is really, really good. Uh, the IHSAA, a lot of times, Kurt can attest to this. Uh, they have some ideas that they would like to see uh, put into practice, and guess who they go to? They go to the IFCA and right. say, "Hey, help us." And uh, Kurt's been the leader of this, and uh, it's it, it's it's on the way. I mean, in 2022, uh, eight man football is alive and well in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, that, that is just so cool. I think that's yeah. such a, a great oh. new avenue for uh, kids to be a part of, and communities, and coaches, and everybody else. So, Coach Chipman, I'm. Uh, I would uh, tip my hat to you for uh, spearheading this thing and uh, getting this thing up and off the ground. And I know there's a lot of people involved, but uh, it takes someone to spearhead it and get, uh, you know, deep in it to get get it all going. So uh, congratulations to you, and that's just fantastic that you're uh, moving everything in that direction. Well, there's been a lot of uh, IFCA guys that have assisted um, that are, you know, and really going to have more of a instrumental part in it this fall as, as I coach our team up here in Fort Wayne. Retired guys like Coach Moe from Bloomington South and right. Coach Gaddis are going to be a little bit more involved with uh, the pilot season. And just a lot of guys have contributed with ideas and research, put 
put together our best proposal moving forward. So we're excited about it. I think it's something that, you know, as teams from around the state see it work, I think there'll be more excitement. So it's a good deal. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, uh, thanks a lot for spending some time with us uh, this morning. I understand the Panthers are heading down to a camp. So we hope you have yes, a great, we are. great camp experience <laughs> and uh, enjoy your week. And uh, I know everyone's uh, in the process of building their teams up and getting ready for the 2022 season. So, uh, uh, again, thanks for everything, Coach, and uh, you have a good week. All right, good to talk to you guys. Thanks, Kurt. See ya. And we'll be back with more of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast and actually talk to a coach from Michigan who uh, is going to tell us all about eight-man football because he coaches eight-man football. We'll be back right after this. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call and we'll give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Big Cat Promotions is a proud sponsor of the official podcast of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. Got a very interesting guest, and we're very happy to have uh, Coach uh, Robbie Hatton with us. And uh, Coach Hatton is a different breed of cat, so to speak. Uh, he is the head coach at Colin High School, rather, in Michigan. And he is the head coach of an eight-man football team. And for those of you who don't know it, Indiana is entertaining and hoping to get eight-man football started in the state of Indiana. So, Coach Hatton, thanks for spending some time with us here. Uh, let's just talk about – just talk to me about eight-man football. Yeah, I mean, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, you know, it's you guys do a lot of good things down here in the Hoosier State. Um, so it was a, it's, been a, it's been a fun clinic um, getting to meet some of these guys. But uh, – so eight-man football, uh, it's real football. You know, if anybody's listening and uh, questioning what is eight-man football, hey, it's real football. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest difference is, I mean, we still play on a 100-yard field, okay. um, so you don't have to move goal posts. You don't have to do any right. of that. We just bring the field in. It's a little bit more narrow. Uh, it's 40 yards instead of 53. Okay. Um, so if, if you're a traditional 11-man person, basically the sideline is under the numbers. Right. Um, and instead of eight man on the line of scrimmage, you have five. Okay. Um, so depending on the style that you run, mm -hmm. um, you're going to see some school that still run guard tackle end. Um, you're okay. going to see some schools that only have three linemen mm -hmm. um, and two wide receivers down. So uh, we've done a little bit of both at Colon. You know, we we used to be a Veer school, triple option. Uh, you know, Paul Johnson, best football sure. coach in the world. Absolutely. Um, running that triple option. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but this past year we switched and uh, we went no huddle spread, throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game wow. um, to take advantage of some of our, our athleticism. Right. Um, but I'll tell you, the biggest difference is, is speed. Uh -huh. Eight man, you know, the big, the big hoggies up front, you don't really right. see those too much on defense. It's all about speed okay. and stretching the play out. Uh-huh. All right. And I was, um, I was in this uh, in the morning session where you showed some uh, clips of your team and uh, uh, that you had gone to the spread look, uh, kind of, and yeah. uh, you talked about well the number one thing is our quarterback and yep. by looking at uh, that 
your quarterback was something else. That oh, kid's man. something else. Yeah, I tell you what, if there's any college coaches on here, come take a look at Simon Vincent up in Colin, Michigan. Absolutely. Um, you know, th- that's the biggest thing is with eight man, you know, it started, you know, 11 man, sometimes you put your best person at tailback. Right, right. Um, you put your smartest kid at quarterback, uh, quarterback, but you put your best athlete at tailback, right, giving right. the ball. Eight man, you got to have your best athlete at quarterback because there's so much space, right? Um, you know, and if your quarterback can use his legs, man, it, it makes trouble on the defense. I mean, our quarterback last year threw for 2,500 yards, ran for 1,700. Oh wow! Um, 38 <laughs> touchdowns, one interception, right? Um, 22 rushing touchdowns, something like that. I mean, so you want to have your best athlete. Um, Typically at your quarterback position, okay. Um, you know, and and he was. I mean, the kid runs a a, a four six electronically time forty, so he can wow. move. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's talk for a moment here about, um, uh, you know, I'm I've coached for over forty years, and yeah. I coach offensive and defensive side yeah. of the ball. So how do you defend? Uh, how do you defend a eight man team? Obviously, you've got eight men on your side of the yeah, ball yeah. too. But how's that work? I you mean, know, honestly, I I think the biggest thing. So our first year, we lost in the semifinals, and I think we we let up like two hundred points. Uh-huh. Um, so we had some some shootout games, different things like that. But then we started to look at it, and we were like, man, where are we getting beat? We started letting people get outside, you know. Mm-hmm. So truthfully, what we've did is we kind of changed how we how we do defense we don't really go after the quarterback it's kind of a slow methodical keep your outside shoulder free string everything to the sideline because the sideline's more narrow right so now that sideline's getting there a little quicker Quicker, and teams run out of space Mm -hmm. so if we can stretch and get everybody else to flow to the ball right um you know every coach does does uh uh, pursuit drills sure um but man we do our pursuit drill something else yeah um basically what we do is we say hey um, yeah, obviously, you know, on our, our defensive ends, man, they get they get they get upset with us because we don't really let them go sack the quarterback or right. you know shoot the gaps hard. It's hey, right. we got to engage right. that defensive or that offensive lineman, right. keep that outside shoulder free, you know, sure. make sure the quarterback doesn't run. Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. trust your teammates. Right. So, um, you know, and then so our second year of eight man, uh, we only allowed sixty two points, had wow. seven shutouts. Um, our starting defense didn't get scored on until the semifinals. Um, so wow. we really adapted it. And then uh, the biggest misconception with eight-man football is I remember the first day we went eight-man football, I had a guy come in who's been coaching eight-man for the longest time. And he's right. like, hey, you got to run man. You can't run zone. It's too hard. And I was thinking, no, 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 we can. This is football, man. Right, right. You know, and uh, so we run. I would say we're ninety percent zone, ten percent uh-huh. man. Right. Um, we run combo coverages. We run cover one, two, three, four. Um, we spoke on our defense a little earlier. Me and my defensive coordinator, and um, you know, we just we 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 told him, don't believe that. Don't right. believe the hype of you have to run man. You have to blitz. Right. Um. We we just we. We're, fought, we're smart football minds, so we said right. we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Right. Just play football. Sure, sure. Now, uh, you know, you say you don't blitz, so uh, there's really no, I mean, obviously you might blitz sometimes. Yeah, right? we do. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it depends on the situation. If it's third and right. long, right. hey, maybe we want to bring the house, you know. Sure. Um, but we run a two-man front. Okay. So we run a 2-4-2. Two, two. Okay. Two, two, two ends that are outside ends. Right. Uh, we have two guys in the middle, and then we have two outside linebackers. You would right. call them. We call them safeties. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we do blitz sometimes. We'll do some stunt blitzing. We can still do all of that. Sure. But we have found that our best success is when we just run our base defense and let right. our kids make plays and stretch the play out. Right, right, right. Well, it really makes sense to me. I mean, 
uh, of being able to stretch that play out because if you do stretch it, obviously you got more time for your the whole posse to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and make the tackles yep. and that kind of thing. Um, as you see it developing in the state of Indiana, yep. um, I mean, it, it, I mean, you guys don't. It's not wrong to say it's small school football because yep. it's really the smaller schools are the ones that can only get. Yeah. I mean, what's a typical size of a team for an eight-man team? Yeah, so you know, so I coached at a school called uh, named Litchfield. Okay, um, that was my first job out of high school. We were an eleven-man school. They okay. started eight-man football. We had thirteen kids playing football, playing oh, eleven-man really? football. So. We're like, hey, eight man's for us. So we were one of the first schools to do it. But did you go from eleven to um, to eight man because of because the of numbers? Numbers, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now what happened is, so then I I went on and I coached minor league football. Um, I coached uh, uh, and then I went to Gold Lake High School, which is, I mean, huge, twelve, right. thirteen hundred kids. We oh, wow. we had you know freshmen, JV. Sure. So then I but get, that was eleven man football. That was eleven man football. Yeah. So then I get hired at Colon, and we're two years into this. And so this is seven eight years since I was at Litchfield now. Right. And uh, so I get to Colon, and I get there with twenty two kids in our program. Wow. Um, some decent success. Colon was typically a, a playoff team. Okay. Um, and up in Michigan, you have to qualify for the playoffs. You right. Don't, you don't get in. Not everybody plays. Right. Yeah, so. Right. We had some decent success, so trying to find bigger schools to play, they wouldn't play us. Right. They said, well, why would we play a school smaller than us Right. Because with the, of the potential no- of getting beat, Sure. not getting bonus points, right. so and not we getting had, the playoffs. and not getting the playoffs. So, yeah. so we had a hard time finding a schedule. Right. So I'm looking at our numbers, 22, can't have a JV with 22. Um, so I'm like, hey, what about, let's look at eight, man. Mm-hmm. So we started exploring that a little bit, and we saw all these teams were going. So we talked to our league, and we said, hey, what's everybody doing? The whole league, besides one school, said by 2019 they were going. Oh, really? So, as as a staff, we said, "Well, why are we going to wait? Yeah. If everybody else is going 2019, let's jump ahead of it. Sure. You know, let's let's get a one year advantage yeah, on everybody. That makes sense. Sure. So we went 2018. Um, we had, uh, you know, I would say by the time we went eight man, we had 27 kids. Right. Uh, lost in the semifinals. Kids saw eight man, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, this this is a better brand of football because." Colon is a very we're small. We have right. we have athletes. We're sure. fast. Yeah. We don't have the big mollies up front. Right. So a lot of those kids started coming out saying, "Well, shoot, I can run. I can catch. I know sure. I can do that. I don't got to worry about getting tackled by a four hundred pound lineman." Right. 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 So, uh, twenty nineteen, we had thirty eight kids. Oh wow! Playing football. Uh-huh. Okay. We had twenty on varsity, eighteen on JV. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an that was an anomaly for us. We don't we don't have that kind of numbers anymore. Right. Um, we're down to about twenty four, which is where we're going to be. Sure. Um, we just had a really big senior class, but now our rocket football is playing eight man. Oh, okay. Your so our, leagues, our peewee leagues, leagues yeah. are all playing eight man football. Our numbers are through the roof. Oh yeah. Through the roof. Yeah. Our our local news up there in the MHSA, they did an article on us. I mean, we have 27 fifth and sixth. Oh yeah. 22 wow. third and fourth. So we're like, do we consider going back eight man or eleven man when those come and get here? And our parents are like, do not. Yeah, yeah. Our our kids love eight, eight man. man it's, yeah. it's it's more open. Sure. You know, it's it's more exciting to watch. Right, right. Um, you know, we were just talking in, in our in our clinic room and about referees and all this, and a lot of our refs in Michigan, they prefer to ref eight man. Right. It's more exciting, right? More scoring. You get out quicker because the games get done quicker sure um you know so 
You know, now, are the periods, are the quarters oh, still yeah, on the exact same, same, same thing? Exact same. Okay. Nothing changes. The only thing that changes, like I said, is having five guys on the line instead of eight. Right, right. Um, you know, and you can get a little bit more creative with your formations. Sure. Um, you know, so let's say you got to have five guys on the line. We run a we run a, a, a bogus quads look, so we'll put four wide receivers stacked. Oh, wow. And yeah. we'll have three linemen down front and our quarterback. Well, the lineman on the right side by himself, he's eligible. He's eligible, yeah. Yeah, yeah so sure. we'll fake a screen pass to our quads and release him. him and yeah. We scored on that twice this yeah, year, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, I call the play in and my headset guy, what are you doing? That play yeah. is never going to work. Yeah, yeah. And it works. It so. works, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I would say most schools, I mean, typically, um, you know, if, if you're a football tradition, you have 25, 30 kids, you're going to keep that. Sure. If you're a small school and you're struggling to get numbers, kids are going to come out because – they have the, the ability of, hey, I might be playing JV now. Right. You know, you're not a freshman or a sophomore sure. banging with seniors. Right, right. Sure. You know, you have the opportunity. And that's what Eight Man does did for Michigan is provided a lot of our schools. We're up over 100 schools now. That's just what I was going to ask you. There's yeah. that, that there's a little over 100 schools that play eight-man football in, in Michigan. Now, how are your – does everybody get to in the playoffs in, or no. is it still a – okay. So you still have to earn it. Okay. Um, so here's how Michigan worked is – Kind of like what Indiana's doing. Indiana, you know, I think eventually they're going to say, hey, if you're over 220, 250, whatever, yeah. if you have more enrollment, you, you can't play. You can't anymore. do it. Yeah, okay. So Michigan did that. They said 215 is our number. If you're under 215, you're in. You can do it, yeah. And, and But if you're over, well, some of these schools were saying, I don't care. We're still going to play eight-man football. It's either right. that or don't have football. So then Michigan came out and said, if you have over 215 kids, you cannot make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Oh, but you now, can play it. But you, you can play, make, yeah. but you can't make, make the playoffs. Sure. But now we have so many teams over 215 that there's getting a big push wow. for allowing these bigger schools to get in the playoffs. So I don't think it's going to happen this year or next year, but I think eventually what's going to happen is – Would they make it classes? Would they would make a third okay. division. Okay. So right now we have two divisions for eight-man football, oh, Division okay. one, Division two. Uh-huh. So every year – our classifications change. I know Indiana's a two-year. Sure. Um, so what we do is we say, okay, there's 100 teams playing eight-man. Right. The bottom 50s, Division two, top divisions, top 50s, Division one. Okay. Um, so, like, Colin, we bounced between Division one and Division two because we're at, like, 145 right for on enrollment. The, yeah, bubble, so, yeah. so right on the bubble. So when we won the state championship in 2019, we were Division one, smallest one. Mm-hmm. 2020, we're the biggest Division two. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so sure. it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that just fluctuates. Right. All right, so how do how do I mean I know you the thing that in Indiana's only one I think of eleven states or something that don't play eight man right. football. A lot of people don't know that, but how do you see or in the people you've talked to, uh, uh, Coach Tipman from uh, yep. Snyder is kind of spearheaded this, yep. and I know there's other coaches involved too. But how how would it be introduced into the state of I mean, do you have any idea? Yeah, about so I how think that what, would work? I think what they're doing is they're doing a pilot program. Yeah. Um. You know, I think this year it's if you'd never had football. Right. Um. And then I think eventually they're going to roll it out to hey, if you have an eleven man varsity, but you want to play eight man JV to start to, oh, yeah. to wean some of those schools sure. in. Here's here's the problem is is football is a dying sport. You're right. I love my game. I sure. love football. As we all do, yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'll talk to you right now. I have a five-year-old son. Do you think that I want him playing tackle football at seven years old? Right, right. No. Not at all. And that's the problem is, is we had such a big push for tackle football. Kids started to hate it. Yeah, yeah. So now they get to high school. So enrollment is number one. Enrollment's going down. Safety issues. Parents are worried about concussions. Sure. CTE, all of this. 
eight man is a great alternative mm-hmm. for those schools that, hey, you know, they used to have 35, 40 kids. Now we're down to 20. Right. But we still want to keep JV. Right. You know, it's hard to rock, you know, 20 kids on an 11 man team. You can't have a JV. Right. But right. hey, if you go 10 and 10, mm-hmm. 11 and 10, 13 and, you know, whatever. Right. Now you can have a JV season. Right. Right. To go with your varsity season. Sure. So I think, um, once this pilot season goes through, right, and some of these smaller, the difference with Indiana, though, I'll be honest with you, you guys, your schools are a lot bigger down here. Yeah, yeah. you know, Michigan, we don't, we don't have any consolidation or county right. schools. You know, right. I was just talking to Kurt about that. We have in our county, we have nine high schools, and seven of them are under three hundred kids. In oh, really? Yeah. Six of them are under a hundred and fifty. Oh, wow. And we have our own schools. Yeah, yeah. Trying to fight for teachers and sure. football. Oh, you know, yeah. so Indiana's a little different. So right. I, I don't know. I think the 250 number might be a little low. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to do that. Basically, what I would do is is if you're a, a 1A school, you know, you'd have that ability to go. Sure. To, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, move into that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would be my suggestion if anybody's listening. Hey, if you're a 1A school in Indiana and um, your numbers are low. Right. I've always said what I would like to see them do is put a cap on the number of kids that you could dress. Oh, you yeah. Know, hey, you know, like North Point Christian, they're 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 here speaking and great guy. Right. Um, people give them a hard time because, you know, they're a bigger school and they're playing eight man. And it's like, hey, but they only have 22 kids in their roster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, if they were showing up with 50, 50 kids. Yeah. OK, right. now we have an issue. Right. But if you have low numbers. So I would say, you know. What I would like the MHSA to do is, hey, if you want to play and you're being in the playoffs, that's fine, but you can only dress 25 kids right, or 20 right. kids or whatever. Sure. Um, now, you can have kids on the sideline that right. are in street clothes, but you can only dress or play this many kids if you are Gotta, near that point. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. Well, it, it's just a fascinating thing because uh, um, I'm old enough. I had a father they, that they uh, played in. Uh, he was from uh, southwest Missouri, uh, northeast um, o- Oklahoma, and they played six-man football. Oh, yeah. So – um, way back when. And, uh, you know, that's always fascinated me, uh, about that. And, uh, I just think, uh, it opens up a, a, a new avenue for, uh, first of all, for the smaller schools to even play football. Yeah. And like you're saying, some of the 1A schools that have really struggled, yeah. this is breathes new life into a program. Absolutely. I will tell you when I got to Colon, <laughs> we struggled to get people in the crowd, the stands, sure. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with maybe 50 people oh, yeah. at a football game, right? You know, right. It was crickets. Sure. So I said, Hey, we got to change this. So we did some things culture wise, you know, getting kids. Now you can't find a seat at a really? football yeah. game. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's really brought our community together. Sure. Um, you know, Hey, during 2019, when we won state, that was a time of a big election. Oh yeah. Okay. It okay. didn't matter who you, you were red or blue at that time. Right, right. We were calling football. Yeah, yeah, that's you cool. know. Um, now after football season, then we started, right. getting, you know. But during football season, it didn't matter. We yeah. brought our community together, right. and that's what I think you know is great for the eight man pilot program. I, I spoke on this earlier, as I said, these schools have an ident- a chance right now to bring their community together by. And starting football. Right, right. You know, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a blank canvas of yeah. what you could do. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. I know Indiana's a big basketball state. Yeah. But uh, football is king. Yeah. You know, football is uh, the number one moneymaker for schools. Football. Right. You want to know what a culture of a community is, go to a Friday night football game. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, oh, yeah. yeah, you can go to a basketball game, but it's sure. not the same. Yeah. You go to a community on a Friday night. Right. And you will know what is that culture of that town, the community. 
Absolutely. You know, if I was yeah. if I was going to go teach somewhere, try to sure. get a job at a new school, I'd go to a football game. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I'd, I'd sit and watch and listen sure. and, you know, see what it's like. So Absolutely. I think it's very exciting that um, this year, you know, you guys are going to have 12 schools, 13 okay. schools. Is that how like it's going to shake out? Is okay. what Tom was saying is, yeah. is 12 or 13 schools that have never had, had football, football. Wow. That are going to have the opportunity right. to play. Yeah, yeah. That is and so they're only cool. going to play each other. Right, right. So they're not going to go play one uh, A school that's had football forever. Right. These kids have been playing their whole lives. No, these these kids are only going to play against each other. Other, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's a really cool opportunity. I really, I'm really digging the pilot program. Yeah. Um. You know, we sat in there and they were talking about doing host sites and all this, and I said, man, it'd be great if you could let each school host one game. One game, yeah. One game. Sure. Obviously, you know, not everybody's going to have lights or anything like. Do it on right. a Saturday, something. Yeah, yeah. But let every school host it. Yeah. See well, what the community support is. Maybe sure. your community comes out and and just loves it. You know, right, embraces it. Yeah. You know your your student section can be there. And, sure. You know it, it'd be a really cool opportunity. Well, I know, and just watching the clips that I was watching this morning, there. I mean, it was exciting to see your team do what they were doing. I mean, yeah. it is faster pace now. Yeah. You're running a, well, you're actually running a, a running plays, and there was some passing going on too. But I mean, it just. Uh, really move quickly. So I think that that would make it all that much more fun to watch. Too, yeah, it is. Matter. You know, the one thing about eight man is when I first started, I always felt like I was one guy short. Yeah. I'm like, man, in this scheme that I want to run, I'm always one guy I need, short. Yeah, right. You have to be really good open field tacklers. Right. If you are not a good open field tackling team, right. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to miss. Right. Um, so a lot of uh, Hawk tackling rugby style tackling drills is what we do. Okay. Um, you know, and, and when in doubt, just hold on for dear life. Cause your, your, your comrades are coming, you know? Right. right. Um, so, you know, it just, it, it's eight man football. You gotta be a really good tackling team. Right. Um, do you, uh, as far as it goes to uh, uh, getting kids that uh, to recruit, yeah. I mean, the kids that play eight man football get recruited into eleven man pro eleven man programs, right? I All mean, the time. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that quarterback I saw yours, yeah. he, he could play anywhere. I, you know, I will tell you. Uh, so prior to that, we had a kid that was six four, two hundred seventy pounds, uh, could run a four seven, four eight. Really? Um, wow. Animal played fullback. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just ran through kids. Played sure. defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, he was getting big time looks. Committed to Valpo. Okay, was playing there. Um, got hurt. Oh yeah, not playing anymore. Right. Um, but you know we've had kids all over the place. Sure. Um, I'm big on like a national eight man coaches group, okay. and we're always pushing each other's kids. Sure. Nebraska just signed two eight man kids. Oh wow. Yeah. Iowa is looking at a kid from Michigan that we play from Lenaway Christian six uh-huh. six. Oh, uh, wow. Runs a four seven. I mean, oh. I mean, just yeah. hey, guess what? If you're four, if you're six six and run a four seven, someone's gonna yeah. find you. You're gonna play. Yeah. Um, you know, my kid. Uh, I, I will tell you, it's a little harder to get quarterbacks right. looked at because it's different. You sure. know, you got to read the defenses. So, um, you know, our my kids getting looked at from D twos, D ones. Sure. And. They want him to play somewhere else. He wants oh, to play quarterback. quarterback yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do this summer? Get it? We're we're going to go to eleven man seven on sevens. We're going to throw yeah. in some of the best eleven man schools and show that hey, show listen, it doesn't do. matter eight man, eleven man, it doesn't matter. Sure. Our kids can play. Absolutely. Um, I think it's harder to read an eight man defense than it is an eleven man defense because the field is more narrow. Right. And those cover two, you know, cover three looks. They don't have to cover as much space. Right. Sure. You know, so it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit tougher to read and fit the balls in the windows. Right. But. Right. Well, coach, I really appreciate you taking some time and talking to us here because this, yeah. like I said, I've uh, we've been hearing about this through the coaches association for well over a year, and uh, they've been working hard on it and stuff. And now it looks like a 
you know, it's with this pilot program and stuff, it's going to come to fruition. So that's really, that's exciting for Indiana football. Yeah, I, we're excited up in Michigan. You know, I was talking, you know, like I said, I'm kind of a voice for a lot of the eight-man sure. schools. And uh, so when I got a chance to come down here and speak, I, I, was, I jumped on it. Sure. Um, we're excited because, hey, we're right next to each other. Yeah. Maybe some chance to play some scrimmages. Sure. Yeah, get each yeah. Other on some, uh, on, on, Sure. We play the schools in Ohio right now. You know, it's, oh, just, really? it's it's any chance that we can get more teams and more kids into football, we want to do it. Bomb, you know, so bet. if it's eight man, six man, flag, whatever you want right. to do, if there's a chance to promote our game, we want to do it. So, getting Indiana on board with eight man football is huge. Right, huge right. for our state as well as Indiana. Sure, you know? so. so much. That's great. Yeah. Well, Coach Robbie Hatton, head coach at. Uh, Colon High School in Michigan. By the way, where is Colon in relationship yeah. to all of Well, so I, I will tell you a little plug for my, my town. Yeah. Uh, we are the magic capital of the world. Okay. Not great. lying. So uh, we have Abbott's Magic Factory. We got <laughs> Fab Magic, Sterlini. We got three magic shops that host shows. Oh, really? We got Abbott's Magic Get Together, which has the... The the uh you know the best of the best magicians. I oh mean, really? Lance Burton was there last year oh, and wow. Cole in Michigan in our gym. Yeah, yeah. Performing. Right. It was insane. You know. Uh. So. Now what's the team nickname, by the way? We're the Magi. Magi. Okay. We're our our we're the only school that has a magical bunny as a as a mascot. Mascot. Yeah. When I got to Cole and my I I did a slogan: Fear the bunny. Yeah, and yeah. Everybody's like, "What well, do you can fear a bunny?" I said. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. <laughs> we'll make you disappear. <laughs> so, you, you know, I said anybody That's can be great. a bulldog. Yeah. Anybody yeah. can be a bulldog. It takes a special person to be yeah. a magi. But Absolutely. no, magic capital of the world. Um, I would say we're, oh, I'm trying to think of like. Um, like from Kalamazoo? From or? Kalamazoo, we're south. We're close to Indiana. I mean, oh, we're really? Only, okay. I mean, so like our home golf course for our golf team is in Howe. Oh, okay. Um, Indiana. Okay, so sure. we're probably. Uh, I'm thinking of like uh, Lakeland. Yeah. I, I've gone down there and watched sure. some football games. We're right. only 30 minutes from them. Right. Okay. Um, so by Sturgis, Michigan. Yeah. Sturgis, you know Sturgis. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. So we're sure. we're right by Sturgis. Um, 10 minutes from Sturgis yeah. north. So, cool. um, you know, it's a, it's a nice little community. We uh, we love our magic. Yeah. We love our football. Absolutely. And, uh, we we it's a really nice community to live yeah. in. So. Well, that's great credit to you, coach, and to your staff, obviously. Uh, by the way, how many people are on your staff? Yep. So we have. Um, Nine, no, ten. Really? Ten. But wow. we do things a little bit different. So, our junior high, JV, and high school coaches all coach together. Oh, okay. Um. So when we're doing practice, hey, junior high, when you go linebackers, you're gonna go with this coach. Oh, okay. You know, and so we mingle them up. Sure. Um, we really want our 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 youngsters, um, breathing in the culture that we're trying to establish. Sure. Um. You know the excitement levels and all of that. Uh, and even some of our rocket football, our peewee coaches will come over and, you know, they'll watch and, and jump in some drills sometimes. But right. so, I mean, and, and our, jun- our junior high head coach, he has a different role on a JV game okay. and then on a different role on the varsity. Game. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're really a big family. So we have 10 coaches right. that really uh, that really work together. Sure. Um, you know, we have cheerleaders. We have a band. Sure. You know, oh, that's so it's, great. it's still, hey, listen, it's it's a great small Friday town, night. Small town America on a Friday yeah. night. Yeah, you know, it's, it's wonderful. So. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for spending some time for with us. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing this take off, and uh, uh, I really think it's something that will catch on here in Indiana, and we'll see that sweep across the state, and uh, who knows how many teams will end up and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's 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 really spread in Michigan yeah. really fast. So uh, I think you guys are, once it gets established, sure. I'd say give it two or three years, and you right. guys are going to start getting some, the floodgates are going to open up a little bit. All right, very good. 
Well, um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And, Coach, thanks for being with us here. This has just been a, a great opportunity to uh, – and, obviously, this podcast will go on and be there so people can listen to it and hear someone that's uh, dealt with it, that's coached in it, and uh, get excited about it because I can tell by talking to you that yeah. you're excited about, oh, your, I love it. about it. So that's really cool. So yeah. thanks for spending time with us, Coach. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. We'll be back with more right after this. Big Cat Promotions is a promotional and fundraising distributor of well over 100,000 products. Everything from megaphones to stadium cushions, player posters, we can give you a quote on any promotional or fundraising item you can think of. Koozies, mini footballs, helmet and locker stickers, Big Cat Promotions has got you covered. So the next time you need or are considering a promotional or fundraising product, give me, the Big Cat, a call and we'll give you a quote from a number of vendors so you can shop and compare. Big Cat Promotions, 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. Call today. Well, there you have it, everyone. Kind of a uh, picture of what's going on as far as it goes to eight-man football in the state of Indiana. And the good news is it's coming back. And a big thank you to Coach Kurt Tipman from Fort Wayne Snyder High School as he gave us some insight and uh, told us uh, kind of laying the groundwork of what is going on in order to make it all possible as they'll be playing games this fall. And then, of course, also to Robbie Hatton, head uh, coach at uh, Collin High School in uh, the great state of Michigan there, as he explained to us just what it's like to coach an eight-man football team and, in his case, coach one to a state championship. So we hope everyone enjoyed the show. A lot of in- Lots of interesting facts about it, and uh, uh, it's just uh, a great thing that we can welcome eight-man football back into the state of Indiana to be part of the Brotherhood. So we hope everyone's having a great summer season. Keep listening and keep working those kids hard and keep doing all the great things you guys do. And thanks for tuning in.